Hello and welcome to another episode of the State of the Nova Nation. It's Tuesday. I'm Eugene Rapay. He's Chris Stanziel. Chris, how are you feeling today? I still look at my wounds from Saturday night with the uh, devastating Yankees loss, but we're, we're okay because, you know, Villanova's back in action and we can, we can move on to that now, right? Now the baseball season's over and, well, your football season's over. We're, we're, we're getting through, slowly but surely. Season's almost here. Like I said in the first episode, you know, we still had the Yankees, or at least I still had the Yankees, but now that the Yankees are officially done, it's just full 24-7, 365 Villanova basketball until until April. Yeah, that's just where I'm at right now. That's uh, I'm I'm all for it. I'm ready for it. And we got we got that taste on Saturday night. Or was it Saturday night? No, Friday night. When was the game? I don't even remember. That feels like forever ago. It was Friday night. It was Friday night. It was Friday night. Okay. okay. Yeah, Friday night lights over there on the West Coast. That's right. That's right. Well, it was Saturday by the time the game ended on the yes. East Coast. Yes. So. That's why I got confused, obviously. We're going to dive into that, I guess. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk about the preseason polls because you can never get enough of the rankings. Just no. About, it always gets the people going. It's always a fun topic of conversation. Yeah, that always is. Speaking of the polls, that just reminded me. So <laughs> this is going off a little bit on the side here, but at Save the Nova Nation, we're used to killing it on the rankings, the podcast rankings. You know, iTunes top 10, Podomatic top 10, you know just crushing the rankings left and right so after we started hitting the rankings normally and we just kind of got used to it i'm sure you remember in the first couple of seasons we were shouting out the rankings every time like we were hyping it up like oh we're moving up we're moving up but then once you're there a bunch of times you gotta act like you've been there before so then it kind of becomes like nothing but i'm not gonna lie chris i just found out because i almost forgot about the rankings i checked it Friday morning, and I saw that there's like a completely new algorithm now, and now it's like we have no shot at being ranked anymore. <laughs> you know, we we can beat the Big Ten Network, but I don't think we have enough budget to to contest <laughs> the Ringer or ESPN or all those guys. <laughs> hey, but I, I, I think this is just a good way for us to you know maybe improve upon some stuff and then get get back in the action. Can't can't rest on our laurels, Eugene. Humble you know, and can, hungry, baby. Humble and hungry. Exactly. Let's get it. Exactly. Let's get it. This is our own humble pie, Eugene. This is our own humble pie. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll get at it. We'll get right back to it, and we'll crack it the, the hard way. No, and I like it. It's, you know, it's the underdog mentality. <laughs> yes. We'll, so, we'll slowly climb those rankings. Back to the real rankings, the yeah. preseason polls, which <laughs> more or less might be, I don't know. It's, not, it's the preseason, so you can always take it as you like. You know, I know Ken Palm, he dropped his rankings over the weekend, and he said that every single Big East team was in the top 100. Nova was leading the way at number eight. But then, yesterday afternoon, every Monday, you know what happens. It's Polls Monday. It's Media Monday. We got our first ever look at the preseason AP poll, and we got to see that the Villanova Wildcats are coming in hot at number 10. Now, according to a poll conducted on Twitter, by ourselves at View Hoops, according to 56% of the voters from the time of this recording, they believe that number 10 on the AP preseason poll is too high. 39% think it's just right. 6% thinks it's too low. Chris, where are you? What category do you fall upon here? Is it too high, too low, just right? Goldilocks and the Three Bears, give it to me. Can I create my fourth category and say oh, what's I the don't f- care? What's the fourth category? 
I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? Let the season happen first before we start freaking out over the number of the team that, or the number of the spot we're in. God, like, are we better than Virginia? I don't know. We haven't played a game yet. No one's played games yet. I hate preseason polls for that reason. Like, I talk, I'll talk about the Big East preseason poll because it's the coaches and it's, everyone's getting back into the swing of things and it's fine and it's cool, whatever. I don't, I don't even care really about that either. But it's just there's a bunch of bunch of media guys just trying to predict how it's going to go. Like every year, like I, I don't, I want to, I wish I could bring up last year's poll and see how that top ten shaked out. I, I don't know. I, are they too high? Maybe a bit. But like, if they were 12, like, would people still be saying the same thing? Does it, does it really matter? 10 to 12, 10 to 15, is it, does it matter? No, I don't think so. Team's fine. Team's good. Just, can, can, we just, can we just roll with it? Can we just be happy? Why do we got to freak out and get mad over this stuff? As I proceed to get freak out and get mad over this thing. <laughs> well, you're more mad over the reactions. You're you're not so much as mad as at the poll itself. Yeah, it's a preseason poll. Top ten should be happy about that. Celebrate your team, even if it is a little high. You're rubbing in everybody's faces because you might not get be that high for the rest of the year. Just they haven't even stepped out on the court yet. How can we? How do we know? Like who do we know? Like. How, how do we know this team can't just go out there and, and run for the whole freaking season? Or maybe they fall flat on their face and they're not out of the 20, top 25. We don't know. These are all just prognostications by a bunch of media guys. I don't really care. And that's the thing. You know, you look at the preseason polls versus week two or week three. We're going to see that that thing is going to shake up a ton. Yeah. I, for one, I like it. I like where we're at so far. I mean, I'm not going to complain about number 10. Could it be too high? Sure. Could it be too low? But, I'm, you know, once basketball action starts shaping things out, then I think everyone will, quote-unquote, be properly ranked. You know, everyone's going to be exposed for whether or not they're as good as their number says they are. And if not, then they lose and then things get corrected. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It is a preseason poll. If there's one thing I do like about it, it's that still higher than Seton Hall. And I saw Xavier also creeped in there at number 19. And I think that's a that's a pretty fair assessment to have three Big East teams in there with Nova on top, obviously. You know, I know the Big East preseason polls said Seton Hall was better, but like we said, we, we need to see it first. Yeah, let, let's see the product before we start giving our opinion on it, for sure. It is cool to see, I guess, to, to see the three Big East teams there. Seton Hall, I mean, I'm, I'm a little shocked that they aren't higher because the coaches obviously favor them. But uh, Xavier at 19, like that's that's crazy to think about because what, last year they were second to last in the Big East preseason poll. So it's like just to see them kind of rise through the ranks all within a whole calendar year is it's pretty crazy. I think Marquette and Georgetown received some votes. I'm not sure if I missed anybody else in there. So, yeah, that's it's good to see the Big East getting some recognition. Oh, Creighton also got some votes too. And Providence. Providence got a lone vote. So look at that. Yeah, sneaking in there, sneaking in there. Cool. I also would have wanted to see, like, I know we did that Twitter poll after the preseason poll came out, but if there was just a way or if there was just like a moment in which we were able to do the same poll before the USC preseason exhibition game and be like, Nova is going to be ranked top 10. Do you think this is too high, too low, or just right? I would like to see if the results would change because I know this exhibition made some people feel some type of way about a lot of different things. Yeah, I think the results would have skewed a little bit on the other side because apparently this was just such a terrible loss. We can't we can't have that. You know, we can't be losing preseason exhibition games against USC. Yeah, we're totally going to talk about that. I believe one of the questions was even what 
did you think was the biggest overreaction to the to the loss? Which I appreciated that question. And we're gonna hop on all the questions later at the end of the show. But before we bid adieu to all of the preseason polls, I just want to say Michigan State, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke at the top four. I see this as no coincidence. This is totally the gas up and hype up the Champions Classic. <laughs> the quote-unquote Champions Classic at the beginning of the season. I, first of all, I don't know why it's only those four teams. Second of all, by God, ESPN is going to have a field day with oh, yeah. all four of these teams ranked in the top four. They, they certainly are. And it's funny that you say that because when they, the poll came out and they said Michigan State was number one, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They, they haven't been good in a while. <laughs> they made the Final Four last year. I don't even remember that. I mean, I guess it's just because I turn off college basketball at once Villanova's eliminated because I'm just too angry to watch. <laughs> it's like We were talking it before the show started. Like, do you remember Michigan State in the Final Four last year? Because I don't, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> It's it's funny. I don't know if it was just because like I I had fatigue towards the end there of college basketball, or if it was. But yeah, I, I vividly remember the uh, Texas Tech. Like I was like, man, who did Texas Tech beat to go into the championship game? And then I remember the national championship. I remember the Auburn Virginia Final Four game. I remember a handful of the lead eight games. But yeah, there are definitely a couple games that are just blind. Yeah. A race for memory. The card space too full. Please delete files to make room. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Michigan State made the Final Four by beating Duke in in the tournament. Completely forgot about that. And do they oh no, that I remembered, but I just for some reason did not piece together that that meant that they were going to the Final Four and that they would have lost to <laughs> Texas Tech. <laughs> They're like two separate coexisting events. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got a much better memory than I, I guess. Are they playing each other in that Champions Classic? Is that do we know? Is that that's an ESPN? Well, that's enough of that. We're not gonna we're not gonna hype up any more of their their content. They already shoved down everybody's throats too much. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna address it anymore. Yeah, ESPN's got that covered. Yeah, they, yeah. If you want propaganda machine, you know where to go. Yeah. The only propaganda we support here is pro Villanova stuff. Same Obviously. Station. Yeah, of course. As this preseason poll makes people feel some type of way. Friday night was a whole different – that was just – wow. I knew people were hungry for some basketball, but I did not realize how hungry was hungry. There was a lot of passion that night on the game chat. And also, just from people trying to cop a stream to look at this, shout-outs to Fubo TV. This is probably the last time I'll ever use your service. But there was just, like – no way to get to the Pac-12 network. I thought, you know, at first I'd be able to cop an illegal link, but that was just not happening. I had to cave and get some Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV? Demir Cosby Roundtree's mom tweeted that if you want to watch the game tonight, you have to get a free trial of Fubo TV. And then it made its way into the How to Watch Guide, this streaming service, kind of like Sling and YouTube TV like that, but it's it's just Fubo. Oh, cool. Nova went out west to Mark Jackson's old stomping grounds, and unfortunately for the Cats, they took a loss. They were winning for a little bit, but then they fell behind in the second half, and they ended up losing 72-61 to to the USC Trojans. There was a lot of interesting things. There was a lot of not-so-interesting things. But first of all, I just want to say, before people freak out, just a friendly reminder, it is a preseason exhibition. And I think that's why we're not going to beat this up. Uh, I don't know how you feel, Chris, but it was a game. 
And it, I thought a good game, like I enjoyed watching it. But at the end of the day, it didn't count. Yeah, it didn't count. So I was cool with, you know, experimenting and trying some new stuff and, you know, doing whatever. It, it really didn't matter. If mistakes were made, I'd rather have the mistakes be made now than a week from there, or a couple weeks from now against Army or a couple weeks later against Kansas after that or in March or in maybe April, God willing, you know, I, I'd rather get all the kinks out now. You know, it's a young team and this was to be expected. Yeah, and not just that. Even if this wasn't, let's just say this wasn't a preseason game or this wasn't a game that didn't count, it was just one game. The sample size is so small, so we can't really go too crazy about what we saw from that one game. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of things that I did like, and there are things that I want to see more of. Like, for example, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. If there was any doubt, this man is as advertised. Big boy performance, especially from the second half. Picked it up. The Wildcats were playing through him, and he was just a menace in the post. Finishing with 20 points, shooting 10 of 15 on the floor, grabbing boards. He had nine rebounds. He also had a block, a steal, an assist. He was just a, a little of everything. Had a little too many turnovers, but it's, it's freshman stuff, freshman mistakes, and it's a, it's a preseason exhibition. But if there was one thing I definitely want to see more of, it's more of JRE. JRE is going to turn the ball over a little bit, but still go 10 to 15 from the field. I'm, I'm taking it every day. Sorry. I, I mean, I know everyone wants to be 100% with the ball, but you're going to turn it over eventually. And he's young and he's a freshman and he's going to do those things. And But if he's going to put up, uh, 20 points a game, I will gladly take it. And he came as advertised, at least in this game. Like you said, small sample size in an exhibition game, but I will take it. Absolute great first first showing for JRE. And the thing here, you know, with a preseason exhibition, you want to see what the foundation is looking like early. And to be honest, I know the result wasn't what we wanted and it wasn't ideal, but I saw a lot of good things. You could tell that the habits and the method they're looking pretty sound early. For example, the defense looked a lot more organized than it did last mm-hmm. year at this point in the season. Justin Moore did not look like a freshman. He looked like someone who had been there a couple years. There were things that obviously weren't great, like, for example, shooting uh, 8 of 34 from deep, 23.5%. Like, yeah, that's not nice, but no, <laughs> a lot of the looks weren't that bad. It's one of those things where, okay, the shots just weren't falling that day. Outside of Sadiq Bay, he wasn't bad. He hit four of seven, but if you take everyone else, Justin Moore wasn't hitting it. Jermaine Samuels wasn't hitting it. Cole Swider wasn't hitting it. Now, that's one thing where I personally think they're better shooters than that. I don't think this is going to be – I don't think they're going to shoot 20% for the rest of the year. I'd rather them take those shots early, and this is something that Brendan pointed out to me last year. You got to give the kids the green light early so that way they have the confidence to shoot it when they're in the situation, when the situation's in front of them. And then you dial it back as the season goes along. And also, we know that Jermaine Samuels, especially towards the end of last year, can hit it. Cole Swider, this man's not shooting it for no reason. He's shown in the blue white scrimmage, which is also, again, small sample size, that he can take and make the three. And that's what he was brought in to do. And then also, we know that. Justin Moore, he can shoot. He has the scoring ability. He just needs to start translating that over the cut. There were a lot of really, really good things, I would say, habits-wise, foundation-wise, in terms of how this team is looking early compared to last year when they were a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. And also, we were missing two guys. We're missing Colin Gillespie and we're missing Brian Antoine. How different is the team going to look once they're back? 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably like the biggest overlooked thing, I would say. Yeah, it's not a complete picture. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. Like, the team shot 8 of 34 from 3, but that's because you were missing probably two of your best scorers. And Colin can hit knock them down with the best of them when he's on. And we all know Antoine certainly can, at least from his high school days. You're missing two top scorers there on the team, and this is not indicative of what the team's going to look like for sure. And even if they weren't going to play, let's say where they were to miss an elongated stretch, both these guys. I mean, I know Antoine's out for a while, but let's say Gillespie, I don't know, isn't ready or whatever. They're still going to score, and they're not going to shoot 8 of 34. That's just – there's just no way in in hell this – any basketball team really – should be shooting at least one as talented as this should be shooting 23.5% from beyond the arc on a consistent basis. Those numbers are going to get better. It's just, there's just no way. Like you said, Jermaine Samuels is definitely better than one of eight from shooting from beyond the arc. Justin uh, Moore way better than shooting from two of eight from beyond the arc. And I will say Swider going one of seven was a little disappointing because I kind of hyped him up last episode saying, I can't wait for him to show off his intergalactic range. And he, he did, but he was breaking them. So He's gonna. They're all gonna find their shots eventually. I would at least hope so. If they don't, then we're in for a long season. But it's all gonna correct itself. And then once you get Gillespie back on the court, that'll open up some things. And then once Antoine hopefully works his way into the lineup after the shoulder injury is fully healed, everything should stabilize and become normal. So as long as they get back, this team will find its footing. There's no need to overreact to a bad shooting night on middle of October. And that was also their first taste of a real game-like condition, and it wasn't limited to just us. USC had their own problems, too. They didn't know how to channel or use Isaiah Mobley and Onyeko Kongwu until the second half. We, we started to see Okongwu take over, just like how we saw Robinson Earl start to take over in the second half. It seemed like both teams were kind of figuring it out, and the process did get a little bit better in the second half. Like, you look at Villanova's shooting percentage, it went up. It was 46.4% compared to 29.0%. Okongwu and Mobley combined for zero points in the first half. They scored 23 altogether, and Okongwu was just, you know, he was just a beast inside. 15 points, 10 rebounds. But shout-out to Daniel Utomi, one of the grad transfers. We said that he was on the squad, and he was a transfer, and he would add some experience, but he he was really shooting the lights out, especially early on. He made five three-pointers to help keep USC afloat mm-hmm. until the young guys took over. But, yeah, uh, besides the whole shooting and we've seen games like this during the regular season where the cats just don't have it they just don't have it no matter what they try you know those shots will go down any other night but for some reason it's not and everyone's a little cold yeah these games happened in both championship seasons it happened yeah it's not it's not something new and i think you know there were a lot of promising things early and i look at that more than i look at the score like, obviously, yes, the score, uh, people can be upset over losing by 11 to USC. But in a preseason exhibition, when you're missing two players that you know are going to get big minutes once they're healthy, once they're back, it's not a complete picture. It's not something you can freak out over. And honestly, I, I liked what I saw on the glass. I liked what I saw from Robinson Earl. I liked what I saw from Bay. I liked what I saw from Moore being more mature than he is as a freshman. So I, I think that there are good, promising things to keep note of. Hopefully these good habits continue as we go on into the regular season. And that's what I want to just focus on rather opposed to losing, losing the second half, <laughs> not shooting well, like things that sure. Like, yes, obviously you want to win every game, but in a preseason exhibition, the end result doesn't really matter as much. And this is a team where I would ideally think that they're better shooters than 23.5% from deep.
for sure. But definitely focus on the positives here. Be happy that they're getting out the kinks now and they're figuring it out now. It's better to do this against the formidable opponent like USC than, you know, pace. If we're going to do preseason exhibitions, it needs to be against real opponents. It can't be against pace from a couple years ago, Nyack College, Westchester University, all these (laughs) other like D2, D3 schools. No, no, no. It needs to be a real opponent. That way we can actually get into it. And also everyone gets better tested for it. For sure. And you were on the road too. So it's like you get the road environment type thing going on as well. So it's, it was a good learning experience and we got to finally see how things may just shake out. So, but I, I will say though, you, you kind of hinted at it before. I, I say my strongest takeaway is how good, I wouldn't say how good the defense was, but I, I would say how it, it looks sturdy, I guess. I'm trying to find the right word for it. They didn't look lost. There's props to the coaching staff and props to the players for picking up on it. We lost to USC in the second half, but if this was like a, a copy of the Michigan game where we just got decimated early, nothing good was happening on either side of the ball, then that's a, that's a completely different story. But that's not what we got here. No. The team looked a lot more polished than I think we both anticipated early on. We're just going to have to wait and see, man. If there's one thing I was actually enjoying the, the preseason exhibition more than I thought I would, I think it really is because we just need our basketball. And I understand, you know, people love their team, love the Cats, a little passionate, you know, a little hungry for some action, a little, little basketball, some meaningful basketball, better than a 10-minute scrimmage. So I get, I get why people were up for this. But I honestly can't wait. I can't wait for that Army game. I, we're just a couple more weeks away. Once we get there, it's going to be full speed ahead. It's we just need to make big. it there first, Chris. We just need to make it there. No, for sure. And that's why, look, we're not bashing people who are getting mad at this game. It's understandable. We, we've both done it in the past over stupid stuff. I get mad at every pitch during playoff baseball games. I get mad if my team takes a timeout early in the first quarter of a football game. It's, it, I understand why people get mad at things. It's, it's okay. We're all chomping at the bit to get going here. And that's perfectly okay. That shows that you're a fan. And look on the positives and let's not overreact too much. That's all. I think, it's, I think we're all just happy to be back. And when, when's the Army game? November 5th. It, it can't come, come soon enough. That's for sure. Just remember, this was a team that was not at full strength. Picture's going to look a lot different. That too. that too. Well, it's that time of the day where we stop what we're doing, pop open the mailbag, and answer the questions that you, the listeners, have sent to us. As always, you can tweet us at SONNPOD. Ask us anything, and it'll find its way to us, and we will talk about it, discuss it on the show, just like this. Chris, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. This first question is from Mike J, the Mike Town, who recently celebrated his birthday last week. Shout out to Mike J. He wants to know, can Villanova come out to the West Coast every year? Chris, you like that they're on the road. Should they come out to the West Coast every year? Yeah, sure. Why not? As long as the games don't start at 11 o'clock Eastern time, I'm all for it. Yeah, you're right about that. It's definitely going to have to be an afternoon game over there. So we get at like four or something. Something, please. I don't want to be staying up past midnight. It's awful. Yeah, it needs to be on a, a real network. Not I love Fubo TV. Oh, you know, it served its, per, it served its purpose, <laughs> but not enough to su- subscribe. Yeah. So earlier start times and better TV network. And we're, we're all forcing the cats out to the West Coast. And that's the other thing, too. Let's be honest. Yes, it was an exhibition game. But you know Jay Wright was hitting up some of those West Coast recruits. Checking in. How you doing? <laughs> you know, it looked like they were enjoying themselves. I saw Mike Sheridan and, and company was at the USC football game, taking in the sights and sounds. I'm sure Mark Jackson was enjoying himself, being back in his old neighborhood. Lots of win-win situations here. You play a game. You get the fans happy. 
You also hit up some West Coast recruits because we got to be nationwide now. We're, we're at the point where we can just walk in. Got to keep everybody happy. Recruits, fans, Wildcats, everybody. This next question is from Fred Rung. What's the biggest, most overblown reaction to Friday night's exhibition at USC? Any legit concerns from that game in your opinion? Most overblown reaction? The shooting. It'll figure itself out. It'll be fine. I don't know why people are freaking out about it. Or just the loss in general. I feel like a lot of people are freaking out over too. I don't know if I have like one specific thing. You can hone in on those two things. But the one concerning thing though, and I, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't privy to it because I just haven't been around it as much. And maybe you can give some insight into that. Eric Dixon only played like a handful of minutes. And I guess that me I don't know if they're planning on redshirting him or not. But I mean, I would have loved to have seen him play this year. But I guess if he's just not ready, he's not ready. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dixon made like a Jenkins-like transformation from this year to next year. Or, you know, Shaq Fit does his thing and he looks a lot better on the court. But, yeah, I don't know what the plan is for him. I, I don't really have an exact statement on that. But, I you know, just from inferring on the minutes, looks like him and Chris Archidiacono are going to have to kind of wait a little bit. But uh, my biggest overblown reaction is just remembering that we're down two potential starters. One is going to be back sooner than the other, and that's Colin Gillespie. And he's going to be a key player this season, whether you like him or not. I don't know where you stand on Gillespie. I know he's, a, he's kind of divisive. He won me over last year. I'll give it to CG. Won me over last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. In terms of legit concerns, other than what was already mentioned, I, there's one more thing I do want to add, and it's the lack of dribble penetration. It doesn't really look like it's there yet, and that's something that allowed Nova to feast during the Archie Diakono and Brunson years and those national championship years, you know, the, uh, the ability to drive inside or have someone that can drive inside kick it out, whether it's either those guys or if it's a guy like Josh Hart. You know, drive inside, kick it out to the open man in the perimeter, and then just punish your opponent for collapsing down on the guy driving inside. Didn't really have it last year. Had glimpses of it, but it wasn't really like there was that one guy. But, uh, yeah, there's one thing. It would be the dribble penetration, but I feel like that's a Brian Antoine thing. That's like his thing. Like, you'd see him doing it. Or maybe Colin Gillespie learned a couple things from Team USA time and got better and maybe added that to his arsenal. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. I mean, it kind of goes hand-in-hand with your other point that they're missing the two key guys with Gillespie and Antoine. I feel like those two alone should provide enough dribble penetration there uh, to kind of expand the offense a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I definitely feel like we can't really sit, we can't really react too much on the bigger picture until we see those two guys and where they fit in with everything else as well. But from what I saw, honestly, I walked away from Friday night liking a majority of the things that was on the floor. Sure, the score could have been better. The shooting percentage could have been better. But there's not really a lot to get angry about, especially this early on and for a game that didn't count. And like we said last time on the show, if there's anything we learned last year, it's patience. And until we see another Michigan-like game, I'm not going to panic yet. Much more patience this, this year. Next question is from Matt Messina. Who is the closest alum comparison to JRE this season? Looking forward to a great year. That's a great question. That's, a, that's, a, that's hard. Because honestly, I think, you know, when, when people think of like Villanova Biggs and like who to compare him to, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those things where JRE just 
makes his own name for himself. Maybe that's maybe this is a cop out answer, but you know when when you think of like big boy bigs that Villanova's had, especially recently, you know Ochefu, Omari, you know what they brought to the table, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry does add that. And I don't think we've even seen the full thing. He ha- he does have the ability to knock it down from three. It's not a part of his game that you know he's not as perimeter happy as Omari Spellman. But he can knock it down if he if he's open. He can knock it down. Yeah, with the answer to that question though, I, that's that's tough. I I don't want to give a cop out answer either, but I think I'm gonna have to. I just haven't seen him play enough yet to really give an answer yet. I don't know. There's just some guys you you look at and you're like, oh, oh, that guy reminds me of that guy a little bit. Yeah, there's not really one yet. I can say. Give it. Give me like another Five month. Games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, just, and we'll get back. To, we can swing back to this at some point. And we'll probably even mention it during the show at some point. I really hate to kind of leave that question hanging because it is a good question, but I just haven't seen enough yet. You don't want to commit to one thing, and the next game he pulls out something that you, you never knew existed in this game. Right, exactly. <laughs> Trying to you know, save myself from making myself looking like a giant. A complete idiot. The last question is from Ryan Dunphy. How long will it take for this young court to gel? Another good question. I, I mean, I wish I could give you an exact date, but... I I don't know. It's gonna t- it's gonna be a long, I think it's gonna be a long process. I I think we're gonna see a lot of bumps in the road, especially early on. I I think once they do gel, and that hopefully it's by Big East play. Sky's the limit for this team, but if it's by Big East play, we're gonna be in for a really really fun year. But if it takes a little bit longer than that, I really don't know. What do you think? I think they'll fi- figure it out by January. I would say. Yeah, I was going to say that I think that the latest would definitely be Biggie's play, start of Biggie's play. But the soonest I can see it is honestly like by the end of November, early December, I could see that. The other thing too is you have to also have to figure in when does Antoine come back? Because once he's back in rotation, then you got to get him on the same page as everyone else. So that's also, I would say, would be a variable in that. Sure, that's a good point. Is that, it wouldn't, like, reset the clock, but it's, like... Yeah, it's just, like, one other thing to adjust to. Yeah, no, for sure. And he'd obviously make the team better, so it would be great all around. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Nova Nation. If you haven't already, please subscribe to View Hoops on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Megaphone. You have many, many options, so please pick whichever one's your favorite. Check back at the site at viewhoops.com for just continuing to pump out content. Preseason stuff gets you all ready and set for that countdown to that first game against Army. Check back, check often. Also, please follow View Hoops on social media. You can do so on Twitter and on Instagram at View Hoops. And please follow me, Eugene Repay, at eRepay5. And I'm Christian Zial. Don't have any social media to promote. So follow Eugene, follow the pod, follow View Hoops. Nova Nation. Happy Tuesday. Have a good day. We'll be back at it on Thursday with a fresh new pod.